Unlock the past and safeguard your memories with ScanMyPhotos.com. Here's our special promo code, GoDigital, to get a whopping up to 50% off your photo scanning order. Don't let your cherished moments fade away. Digitize them now with precision and care. Whether it's old slides, photos, or films, bring them into the digital age and relive those precious memories. This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. Welcome to Ask Maureen, where we cover historical image analysis, genealogy, and how to work with your family photo collection. I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective, and I'll try to answer your questions. Hi, it's Maureen Taylor for back for another installment of Ask Maureen from the Photo Detective. Thank you for joining me today. We have a whole list of questions to go through, and thank you very much for submitting them for this installment of Facebook Live. One of the questions for today was, how do you tell the difference between conservation and restoration? Or what is the difference between conservation and restoration? And there's, there's two major things. So conservation is when you work with a professional photo conservator, someone trained to actually stabilize the photographs, the real photographs that you have. Restoration is digital restoration for the most part. When someone uses photo editing software to fix the problems with the picture, maybe you have a crack, um, maybe there's some spots and you want to not touch the original, but touch a really high quality scan of that image. Someone asked, how can I do this myself? And certainly if you are an experienced uh, user of Photoshop, then you may be able to do those fixes yourself for digital restoration. For the most part though, I recommend that people actually contact a professional digital photo restore, restoring person. And I work with several, if you need the name of someone, um, I've been working with several people over the years and they do excellent work. Um, for photo conservation, you know, there just aren't enough photo conservators in this country. If you're look, if you have a kid who's look is good in chemistry and other sciences and loves photographs, this might be a career path for them. So if you need a photo conservator, uh, there are actually a couple that I also work with um, that I've known for a number of years. And if you're looking for one and you can't find one, email me at photodetective at maureentaylor.com and I'll give you their names and their contact information. So that's question one for today. Question two came from someone who said, what is a cabinet card? So we're gonna have a little paper photo lesson this morning or this afternoon, wherever you are. So the very first type of paper photo in this country was the lit, and I have, I have demos. So I have this little cabinet card. It's small. It's the first type of photograph, paper photograph here about 1859. Now cabinet cards, I'm gonna show you the comparison. A cabinet card is much larger. 
So a cabinet card is the single person of the, the woman, the young woman. And this is a gift from Lori Winklemeyer Parkinson. And Lori, thank you so much for sending me this Providence, Rhode Island photograph because I actually collect Providence photographers. So thank you for this. But this, in fact, is a cabinet card. So cabinet cards debut in around 1866. So why switch the format? Well, photographers were looking for business. And people got bored with the little CDVs, as we call those, those little cart de visites. Those small little, little card photographs. Whoops, drop that right on the ground. Here we go. Sorry for that. That's what happens when you go live. And so they needed to come up with a new format that would bring people back to the studios. And so this was a business move. These are about four inches by six inches. You know, give or take a little bit of... Uh, fractions. And photographers, when they offered them, uh, the businesses that supported photography also had to, to issue things like uh, new lenses and new printing frames and, of course, photo albums. Now, the thing to remember about cabinet cards and little card photographs is that these were international standards. So it didn't matter if you had a picture taken in Bombay, India, the Philippines, Australia or America, they were all the same size. Now, in later in the 19th century, there are various sized, uh, I won't call them cabinet cards because they're not typically cabinet cards, but card photographs in different sizes. But this four by six-ish is a cabinet card. Another question that submitted by someone was, what, how do I take care of a tintype. And so I have one here for you and I'm gonna hold it by the edges. This is a tintype of a group of women in work attire. They all have their aprons on. This is a tintype in very good condition. And so because it's in good condition, I have no problem with storing it in either an acid and lignin-free sleeve, non-PVC sleeve, by the way, which you can buy through many outlets like the Container Store. Um, I buy mine through Amazon.com. You can buy them in different sizes. You can buy them at Michael's uh, Crafts. You can buy them all over the place, but they're non-PVC sleeves. Now this tintype was actually in this envelope that had a little, uh, almost like a little Ziploc to it so that it doesn't fall out. And I like these too. As long as they're non-PVC plastic and they don't have anything sticky on the, on the non-PVC, because um, I know some bags have a little strip, you can store them in a bag. Now, if what happens with tintypes is sometimes the emulsion, which is the picture, flakes off the front of the tintype. So if that is happening, then you don't necessarily want to put it in one of these sleeves. Instead, I suggest using a really high quality envelope, even good quality writing paper, something that's 100% rag, um, is a good place to store these so then you don't lose any of the pieces. That's question two. Three, actually. The video that goes with today's Facebook Live is how do I find photographs on Family Search? And so I've created a little video that you'll be able to watch. It'll be on my Facebook page, the Photo Detective page, shortly. And it's a quick two or three minute 
description of where you find photographs on FamilySearch and how easy it is to find them. It's under the Memories tab um, when you go to FamilySearch.org. And I had a lot of fun creating this video and looking for some of my brick wall ancestors that I always hope maybe there's a photograph out there of, but in fact, there wasn't one uh, when I was looking. So I used George Washington as the sort of standard because there's all kinds of George Washingtons out there from buildings to people to um, historic sites and they all sort of pop up and you'll see how interesting it is to find things on Family Search. You can search for photographs, you can search for stories, you can search for people, um, but the Memories tab is really your gateway to do uh, to find all of those image files and stories um, on Family Search. Very useful. The big question for today is Again, we're revisiting the orphan photo phenomena, which is, the question is, how do I share photos of non-family members so that they can find a loving home? It's a problem. There are photographs everywhere. If you go to an antique shop or a photo sale or, you know, a flea market as we have them around here, an auction, there are thousands of photographs looking for homes, and one of them might be your family photo. Now, there's lots of people in the country who are participating, actually all over the world, who are participating in this orphan photo movement, and I do a little bit of it myself. I can't stand to see a photograph with a name on it sitting in an anonymous box in one of these locations that I go to, and so I buy it, and then I start researching um, the people, and before you know it, you get completely carried away and they're like your ancestor. But where do you want to post those images? So there's a few places that you can do that. I mean, certainly you can create an Instagram page um, for lost photos and there are lots of them out there as well. Um, lost Vienna is one of my favorites. Um, lost and Found Chicago is another one. Uh, you can create a Pinterest board for all of the photographs that you have found with the people's names and uh, where they're from. And if you're in like the um, image that Lori sent me of Providence, Rhode Island, this is a completely unknown photo. Unfortunately, um, there is no name on the back of this one. You can post your photographs on one of my favorite sites, which is deadfred.com. If you've never gone to Dead Fred, it might be the place where you find your missing photograph but it is also a place where people go to look for their missing pictures. I think that's it for today. So that's five questions. This is how I usually uh, limit it to five. If you have a question, and I can see them scrolling up on the screen in front of me, I'll be looking at those inquiries for the next installment of Facebook Live. Actually, the next installment on March 31st at 1 o'clock is a very special themed Facebook Live on the Last Muster Project and a brand new museum that's opening in Philadelphia, the Museum of the American Revolution. I'm really excited about seeing the museum and I'm going to be there on opening weekend and hopefully taking some pictures to share. But in the meantime, join me on March 31st at one o'clock, Facebook Live Eastern Time, where I'm going to talk about my search for uh, individuals who lived during the American Revolution, but lived long enough to be photographed, which is my last muster project. Thank you for joining me. Have a great day.
Thank you for watching and listening. You can submit your questions for future episodes using the Ask Maureen button on MaureenTaylor.com or through any of my social media contacts. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as The Photo Detective and on Facebook at Maureen Photo Detective. I hope you'll come back for the next show. Don't forget to send me your questions. I'm thrilled to be offering something new. Photo Investigations. These collaborative one-on-one sessions look at your family photos. You and I meet to discuss your mystery images and find out how each clue and hint might contribute to your family history. And trust me, these images can reveal so much in your research. I have decades of experience in the photo, genealogy, and history industries. This is your chance to learn from me and discover the stories in your family images. You can find out more by going to MaureenTaylor.com and clicking on Family Photo Investigations.